Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-host, Hall of Famer, Miss Leanne Whippin. Dave and Chris and Joe and the crew are running around doing whatever they do. I'm not sure. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended, and also pig powder. You can find some of the most magic rubs in the world. Just it go is to magical. It is magical. Mm-hmm. I'll have to tell you after the show what I did with it last night. Uh, go to pigpowder.com and Ms. Leanne will make sure you get your order in there well uh we've got kel phelps with us from barbecue news and the nbbqa does that make you one of the alphabet people <laughs> i've been found a lot worse so. <laughs> i'm on a roll today so be careful you out are, there you are you yeah. are miss janet also tells me i'm the janitor too so <laughs> i believe her so. yeah absolutely um you got a new project coming up, buddy. Hold on. Let me pull it up on my other screen here. <clears throat> I don't think I can screen share it this morning because I'm uh, it's gone weird. But anyway, though, there it is. Um, tell us about it. Yeah, man. So um, we've been working some for a few months now with some of the younger generation of barbecue folks and um, decided to put out a publication starting in July dedicated just strictly for the young ones. Um, It's going to be an outdoor cooking magazine, uh, digital, lots of videos, um, you know, formatted for that younger generation um, and actually going to be written and can have contributors uh, from the younger generation. We got Riley. um, Miss Riley already writes articles and recipes for us in Barbecue News, but She's just a high school senior, so people right. don't really realize how young she is. But uh, we got Caden Blake, who is uh-huh. a, a barbecue all-star going. And um, I think um, Rob and Amy Dobbs' son is going to write some for us. Uh, he's a competitor. He's about 14, 13, 14 years old, doing some of the kids' cues and uh, been a competitor probably since he was – five, six years old, but he's going to do some uh, contributing stuff to for us too. And um, then we're looking for just all kind of uh, content that highlights kids uh, and the next generation coming up in the barbecue industry. And uh, whether they're competing at the high school level, uh, kids queue or just love doing their thing, man, that's what we want to highlight, talk about. Does that mean I have to have more children? Yes. <laughs> now, that's not what you said on last week's show. I- no, I did not. <laughs> um, you know, I can tell you, man, uh, with two kids myself and, and, you know, my kids 
bless their hearts, they were so just overloaded with barbecue. I mean, everything we did coming up was had some kind of focus about barbecue as they were growing up. So to get them to light a grill now is, or to hear about them cooking on a grill is kind of uh kind of odd because they they really got sick of it as kids. But um, there is a generation who's fallen in love with cooking over the open flame. And um, that's what we want to highlight and focus on. And um, we want to hopefully grow it, man. There's uh, culinary schools in just every county uh, in America has some type of culinary school um, or culinary program in their school system so that's where we want to highlight and share and uh, show them that there's a different way to cook um, using outdoor cooking devices whether it's grills or griddles or um, gas flames whatever so you um do you think that i could write something for the magazine because miss leanne tells me i'm juvenile once in a while so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I might be able to fit that in so. as long as um you know the jokes man you know i don't know <laughs> kids might laugh you out of the hallway yeah but, yeah but, uh, but yeah i mean you know hey send it we're actually gonna have a couple of young guys editing this thing for us so um you know before we go out we're gonna let um let a couple of contributors look at it and say hey yeah, that's pretty cool that that's, you know, cause I'm 52, man. I am not a young buck any, I'm a long way from a young buck. And, uh, we want to do this with the kids focus. So, um, not only content wise, but we want to make it look cool for them as well. So that'd be interesting to them. You know, you said that, uh, about your kids and, uh, I know Leanne's daughters work with her sometimes uh -huh. like that. And I will tell you a, a very quick story. Last night, I got a text from my daughter. My daughter is 29 and um, she grew up, she grew up on the, on the sets with us and doing all that stuff. And she's pretty savvy, but I would, I, it warmed my heart. I'll put it this way. Cause she said, dad, we're cooking ribs tonight. Have you got any tips for us? <laughs> and and she's never done that before because Shelly and I bought him a, a grill for Christmas last year, had it delivered, put together the whole thing for him. And um, anyway, that just that just kind of made me smile. So I did. I called him and went through all that stuff. But what's important is she hadn't forgotten all the stuff she saw and experienced growing up. Oh, yeah. With a crazy father like me. And, and doing that and so it was uh it was it was really good and i think it's good leanne and i and, and you were there of course because you were the ramrod of that thing but last year in texas at the convention and you had the high school teams from texas uh -huh. there yeah i think Absolutely. leanne and i and, and meathead we kind of palled around together um i was very impressed with what those I kids were too. doing yeah oh my gosh man and you know and this is the thing um you know i've got hope that my kids I've taught them so much over the years, they'll come back to it because they realize, you know, as things keep getting more and more expensive to eat out, that they can eat just as good at home and not spend as much money. So, right. Um, so I, I feel like before long, I've been getting those calls too from my, mm -hmm. so just the priorities are in a different situation right now. But 
the high school thing, man, is blowing up like crazy. And uh, we've actually first issue will uh, highlight one of those teams. Um, actually, I think from Texas, um, and we get the point of view and uh, um, from one of their leaders, one of the adults who actually helps um, oversee them, but had no idea what the barbecue world was about, had nothing, no training, no competition experience, just wanted to do it to let the kids experience it and do it, and they get to tell their story. So um, that's the kind of content that you can look for in this thing uh, coming out in July. You think there's ever a chance of integrating uh barbecue, open flame, whatever you want to call it. Cause they, you know, it's different, different parts of the country, right. but like in the home ec classes, I took a home ec class when I was in high school and I, and I was a little more advanced than most of those. And what they taught them was how to make jello. And, and I taught them how to put spinata wine in the jello and that yeah. works really well. But the point is I would like to see, and I'd like to get uh, Leanne's take on this too, is because barbecue, grilling, smoking, all the all the different dimensions that we always are talking about on this show and in our lives, that is such a big component now in the culinary experience in the United States. It's huge. That's why we do this show. That's why you do your magazine. That's why Leanne's on TV, so on and so forth. Is there any chance that we could take some of those, if you will, home ec classes, I don't know, even know what they call them anymore, and get them to take part of a term or something and focus on outdoor cooking? It's already happening. I, I, uh, I have a friend here, the voodoo chef, who is uh, the culinary instructor at a local school here, and I, I've been there to speak to the students. And uh, he is a big griller, and he integrates it in his class. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. And actually, so to further even that, um, where we had conference at this year down in Orlando, we actually went back to that same hotel um, almost a month after conference with MEBQA and did a uh, um, we did demos there and the culinary uh, clubs uh, at different schools for that county school system had a competition there. Uh, at the hotel in that conference center that day. Um, we actually got to do demos and demonstrate, show them, you know, what barbecue is all about. Right. And uh, from there, um, interest has got started now. So uh, four or five different counties there in the Orlando area we'll be working with hopefully coming up and uh, get to do demos. And those are all culinary club or culinary program um, that are already started in those school systems. So when you go to look at it, man, I mean, the count on, on the number of kids that are readily in some type of culinary environment now in high school or um, in middle school, even mm -hmm. um, it's in the millions. And, um, you know, if you look up, there's a couple of different groups, Pro Start. They actually have a two-year culinary program set up almost like a tech school for high schoolers, juniors, and seniors can leave with a management-type degree in the culinary, when the restaurant 
industry um, and I already have that training and background before they actually graduate high school. So absolutely, man, we, that's our goal is to push and incorporate barbecue in those culinary clubs as we go forward. We're going to be back with Kel Phelps from NBBQA and Barbecue News Mag. And we're going to talk more about the new project, Future of Q, right after this. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to The Nation. I'm JT, along with Ms. Whippen today and Mr. Phelps today, and we'd like to first of all share that we are on facebook and twitter and all those and you are more than welcome to follow us uh we would appreciate that if you want to send us an email just go to barbecuenationjt.com and fill out the form send it to us and we will get back to you within a while no we get back to you very quickly so um we're talking with kel from uh, Barbecue News Magazine. Uh, they've got a new project coming out in July, the future of Q. And this is only going to be digital? Yes. Yep. Um, man, keeping up with the young ones, you know, video is the hot thing. So um, inside our digital publications, we're able to put not just word content and pictures we're able to do video as well so it will be heavily video focused on recipes and and such as that inside the magazine so you think ai is ever going to take over barbecue mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with your AI new magazine is going to take over everything i probably <laughs> but it's they, working hard on it now I it probably. is but i'll tell you what they cannot make a pork chop like miss miss leanne's back there in that picture behind <laughs> that's that's that was damp- actually brine. That's a double cut uh, compart Duroc pork chop brined and then awesome. finished off. Yeah. See, I, I don't think you- AI can touch that. <laughs> I knew you still like Duroc number five. I just uh-huh. knew I just knew it. Um, do you have, you know, we talked in the first segment, Kel, a little bit, but are there any numbers, give or take 100,000 of kids that are not just competing because you you know we could through all the organizations and stuff mbbqa and and kcbs and that you could probably get some rough numbers on that but estimates about kids just across the country that are participating maybe just in the backyard with their mom and dad that those are pretty hard to ascertain but i would think we would have some sort of number footprint there's a footprint there but i don't know that the number is there um we're the number we're going after um because we want to expand that number whatever it is um we're just going after those kids that have a culinary um some that are in some type of culinary club already Mm -hmm. or um a culinary interest and then from there we want to introduce them to barbecue so at the same time, we also are going to be highlighting those who are already in the barbecue culture, who are the high school barbecue teams. Like uh, Riley. 
Right. The kids who are um, actually doing the kids' cues, um, those who are doing fundraisers, um, you know, my gosh, it goes on and on. You imagine how many chicken cues there are across the country. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of kids that help out. I know my, my actual uh, claim to fame is a, um, I help a, my old alma mater, my public, uh, private school here in Douglas, Georgia. We do a uh, Boston butt cook every year. Last year, we did a little over 800 butts at that deal in, in, uh, one, in two days. We do it over two days. But um, kids, we use the kids from the school um, to come in and do it right around Christmas time. They're actually out of class, um, but they stay up with us. Um, and we hope this year we're going to do it over live coals. So we'll have them burning down wood, shoveling coals into the pits and um, but it's those are the stories and the things that we want to uh, help take them to another level and show them that there's a there's a little more to it than just work in the in the barbecue world. I like it. I like it. Is this going to be <clears throat> subscription based or is this free to the kids or how's that going <laughs> to work? He froze. He froze. Uh, looks like he caught mid mid sentence, didn't he? I thought my fr- water went off this morning. I froze or Kel froze? You froze. Oh, says my internet is unstable. Huh, I wonder what's going on there. Our we- water was, I had a water main break here and the water was off. Today. Oh. It's still off. <laughs> oh, so am I, anyway. am I okay now? Yes. Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Dave cut all that stuff out there. But um, I guess my question is, Kel, is this going to be, available free of charge is this a subscription i'm talking for the kids now How, how's that going to work yeah so it definitely gonna be free it'll be free um for anybody to look at whether it's uh adults or kids or whatever um our plan of distribution to get it to grow uh is to start compiling and we've already started a, a little bit but to start compiling lists of the different culinary clubs uh, throughout the country um, and send it to those heads in hopes that um, every, we're also going to come out every other month. We're not going to come out every month, but mm-hmm. hopefully that we'll generate a little poster with a QR code on it. They print a couple of those in into the uh, culinary room or meeting room or wherever it's at sure. that kids mm-hmm. can come by and, um, scan the code and get access to it and uh, take a peek at it. Oh, cool. And is Miss Janet keeping you on track on this? I mean, she's standing behind you with a bull whip and going, Kel, come on, focus. You know, believe it or not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't admit this to too many people, but uh, believe it or not, it was actually her idea to do this. Um, ah, well, yeah, we, uh, here in the last little bit, we've had the opportunity to travel together a little bit, which is, kind of odd most times um one or two of us have had to stay one of the one of the two of us have had to stay behind as we traveled around but um here lately we've got to go together so that's um eight ten hour conversations uh that's been had and that was uh one of the ideas that we felt like we needed to push and push pretty quick and um we're bringing it to life here in july uh, Kel Phelps from Nash from Barbecue News Magazine, National mm-hmm. Barbecue 
uh, MBBQA, but there's got you still got to put that G in there because it's grilling too. Uh, uh-huh. But we'll talk about that on another show. Um, good luck with that, buddy. Kel's going to stick around for a special uh, short version of After Hours, and we've got uh, Eric Gornson coming up in the next segment talking about. Well, when he and Leanne get together, I have no idea what they're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> we're we're gonna be doing that. Kel, thank you, buddy. Hey, man, appreciate you guys having us. And like always, man, keep it smoking. Yeah, congratulations. I think this is awesome. It is, and we will be back right after this. Don't go away. Hey, are you ready to fire up your grill and get ready to taste the difference this spring and summer? Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Nation. I had to remember what show we are doing. Uh, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT with Miss Leanne. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. Don't forget to check out their website. Go to their online store. Type in the words when they ask you for a code or a coupon. BBQ Nation. Get 15% off your order. Delivered right to your door. And speaking of orders coming right to your door, Pig Powder. There she is. The the proprietor of Pig Powder. Trim Tabs Pig Powder was developed by uh, Ms. Whippin's father, Jim Tab. It won the Best Rub on the Planet Award. It's yes. used by winning pit masters for over 30 years now. It is available online at pigpowder.com. As I've said before many times, Jim was Leanne's father, and she is now at the helm of the Pig Powder Empire, continuing to turn in winning performances. So get your pig powder today at pigpowder.com. And also, real quickly, you can go to our website, Barbecue Nation uh, JT.com. You can communicate with us there. Please follow us uh, on Facebook or the website or any of that. Okay, so got all that stuff taken care of. We ask our, um, our old good buddy, friend of the show, Eric Gornson from Around the House. Eric now has his own TV show here in the Northwest, Around the House with Eric G on Fox. And uh, he's always good for some patio tips going into the heavy part of the barbecue season. AG, AG, welcome back, bud. Thanks, guys. Happy to yeah. be. Always a good time with you guys. Oh, I know. I know. That's just <laughs> that's our that's our mantra here is good time. I'm good time, that's- Jeff. She's good time, Leanne. So there, there you go. go. All right. There you go. Yeah. So it's been a little bit since you've been on the show. You've done yeah. some traveling. You've done some creating. You're now spending a lot of time in front of the camera as well as kind of co-producing your own show, which is cool. Um, but back to patios and barbecue season, what are you uh, professing to your viewers out there? Well, you know, as far as patios, I think there's a lot of things that you can do outside. Cause it's like the second living room right now, you know, right. it, it's, and it's cheaper than doing an addition to the house. And, Really, half of it comes down to climate. What are you trying to do out there? If you have like that 
feeding sun that you need to have the shade from, or like here in the Pacific Northwest where Jeff and you and I live, that we're trying to protect ourselves from the rain six months out of the year. You kind of have to design it around your climate. Like Leanne, you know, you got the same kind of thing down there. You know, uh-huh. you've got uh, some beautiful time of year and some other times, man, Ra- you want to be Very outside. rainy, yep, and hot. Yep. Afternoon thunderstorms, not the best time to be outside on an open patio, right? Uh-huh. No, 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 no. So, Bet. you know, designing around your climate. But I think one of the biggest mistakes that I see out there that people do when they design that outdoor kitchen and come up with the bar area and this cupboard, they don't think about ventilation. You know, so you got this beautiful covered patio and you're smoking all your guests out because you haven't planned out for a place of the smoke to go. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you, when you're building that, is is a function of that, and I'm being serious for a second, which way is the predominant breeze blow where you live? Now, like for us here, it comes in from the southwest a lot. And, uh, you know, does that sometimes it comes from the north. Rarely does it come due east. Not that this makes any difference to anybody, but we've got mountains there. So you don't get too much of that. Right. Plus, it's really hot. That's where we get those hot winds. Right. That's where we get those hot Mm -hmm. winds when they come down the gorge. But if you don't pay attention to where the wind is coming from. And if you get those dog days of summer and nothing is moving, you know, even the butterflies are like, nah, man, I got sunscreen on. I'm not going out there. So. How how do people kind of judge that? And are there certain angles, especially if you're thinking about wind, rain, and or sun? Because if you're outside and you and you build an outdoor kitchen and the sun is beating down on you all afternoon, and no yet fun. it and, and if you moved it a little bit or changed the design, maybe put in a small shade, ornamental shade tree or two, or some pergola or something like that, it would be totally different. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, like, for instance, with me, I built my outdoor kitchen out there with a, I've got a deck over the top of it, but it's got a waterproof system over it. So I could really build that in and keep that area dry. But then I realized that I needed more space, which I kind of designed for anywhere. Anyway, so I designed out another, you know, 200 square foot cover that goes over that. But really with the, with the prevailing winds, yeah, you need to make sure that you don't have wind driven rain and all that other stuff. But when it comes to cooking, I think just having a really good high power vent hood over the top of that, like you would in a kitchen, mm-hmm. it's a really smart investment because that way, if you're cooking, if the wind's going, you're going to capture a lot of that with that hood. Something, mm-hmm. you know, five, 600 CFM, it's going to try to get that chimney effect anyway. And at least you're not going to be smoking up the people that are sitting over there, you know, seven, eight, 10 feet away from you that are trying to enjoy a cocktail, maybe, or a glass of wine on your patio. Mm-hmm. So controlling it that way is good. And then, Exterior lighting under that cover is key too. So you can be doing it, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest was a great example. When we get in the wintertime, when I'm still cooking, it's right clock outside, it's getting dark. Having some lighting is a big key with that. So how much power do they need? Do they need a separate box? Do, can they pull it off their box from the house? Or maybe there's a, a shop is nearby. Do, but do they need to run a 220 or just regular old outlet a couple of them or what? So here's the thing. When it comes to that hood, I really like to see that being on its own circuit because that's traditionally what building code is in the U.S. Anytime you have an appliance, right. that should traditionally be on its own circuit, mm-hmm. especially if you're pulling permits. So you need one for the hood. You need one for refrigeration, you know, which can get pretty expensive. Do they take that much power? Could you technically go off of, you know, that outside outlet? Um, are you going to kick that breaker? Probably not. That hood doesn't use that much power. 
that fridge doesn't need that much power. But uh, it's depending on what building code is and if you have to follow that versus areas that say, oh, you're good. Do what you want to do. I've been holding on to a secret Sorry. that I can finally share. Sorry, I'm uh, like, to, I'm, that came uh, on. I had my volume. <laughs> That's so weird. Did you know that when you have your volume off on an iPhone, that even if it's off, your Instagram will still volume? I hate that. Sorry Trust to me. interrupt. Okay. No, it's all good, but it happens to me too. It's like, why is that video playing and my phone is muted? So yeah, okay, I, sorry, but uh, yeah, back to the the circuits. <laughs> Do you have to get um, approval from the city to put in a hood, or is it different from state to state? It could be city to city. Like here on the West Coast, many times it's a state thing. So there's state building code that goes over. If you get into the Midwest and on the East Coast, it could be one city has one building code, another city has another, and another doesn't have much at all. Interesting. So it's really depending on where you live and what what goes in in the West Coast, it's pretty easy because a lot of us have just a state code that's followed uh, versus you got to look. I mean, you could literally have a different code in some areas across the street than what you have on the right. other street. Uh-huh, so it gets uh-huh. pretty crazy sometimes. I try not to use the P word permit. <laughs> I think a lot of people are with you on that. I mean, seriously. And then you got to pay for the permit. What's the fine for actually? getting caught you got to look at the difference there it might be better to go with the fine <laughs> that is not confirmed nor denied yeah. with that express consent from the secretary yeah exactly. um many times forgiveness can be easier than, than permission uh, permission so um it's depending on go, yeah go ahead oh it's depending on where you're at sometimes you know if you're in the media they might want to make an example out of you but uh you know you have to be careful so. I know you go to a lot of shows where they have the upping, you know, the coolest new things that are coming out. And I don't think we've solved the problem with heat uh, down here in Florida, especially. <laughs> but with an outdoor kitchen, um, of course, ceiling fans, if you have an overhang or whatever, do you uh, recommend like standing misters or are there certain things out there for outdoor kitchens now that can give you some relief? There are some amazing misters out there right now that you can hook up that'll really kind of help that, uh, you know, evaporative cooling to make it feel cooler outside. Uh And it can be a little messy, though, sometimes if you're right next to the food. But if you're back a little bit, you'll still get a little of that drifting over that'll make a huge difference, especially if your guests are really enjoying it over there. Uh You know, uh, that and ceiling fans, I think both can be a really good thing. Just with ceiling fans, make sure you find one that's exterior rated. You don't want to go down, you know, go into your box store and get the, a regular one for somebody's living room. Make sure you get something that's rated for the outside. Otherwise, like in Florida, those uh, fans will be uh, very droopy really quick. Yeah. And I guess that's true for televisions too. I mean, do you have to get an outdoor um, TV or not really? Uh, if it's covered, I'll be honest. I just buy cheap TVs and when I toasts, I throw yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I have, I've had one outside that was just an old, and I'll just throw a brand out there. It's probably a five-year-old LG that got retired out of something else. And I uh-huh. put it out there going, I was about ready to give it away anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lasted two years outside in our climate up here with, you know, lots of moisture, 70% humidity all the time. And it uh-huh. has um, been fine. I would much, to be honest, rather do that than go out and spend thousands of dollars of something that's rated outside. Right. Okay. You see a lot of people, depending on your social media accounts or, or you know, what you're into, um, you want the backyard area, the cooking area, if you will multifunctional besides just the cooking. And a lot of people don't have built in, um, 
you know, gas grills or or charcoal. You can get anything you want built in now. But if you're if they're still if they're on a cart or if they're standalones like that, you want to be able to move them and utilize the area for other other things. So I'm right now smack dab in the middle of designing out my outdoor kitchen. I got the cabinet selected and I'm I'm working right on that now. I've had my outdoor bar area, which Leanne is a basically an eight foot by eight foot L-shaped bar that's raised up that I put a uh, a uh, slab porcelain countertop on. And so mm. I've got kind of an eight foot and another eight foot run of basically cabinetry that's going to be going in there. What do I have now? I have an eight foot stainless steel, you know, basic kitchen countertop you know, yeah. table right it's a, a, a commercial kitchen table and then the other side i have two grills right now is my temporary because i wasn't sure exactly what i was going to do right but that's worked great i mean i've got a prep area behind me i've got two different kind of grills right there and as a temporary outdoor kitchen it's worked great do i need storage and all the rest of the stuff yeah i'm going to be designing that out for that Excellent. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Eric G from around the house here on Barbecue Nation. And Miss Leanne and I will be in tow right after this. So don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to The Nation. I'm JT. We've got Eric G. And, of course, Miss Leanne is there riding shotgun and riding herd on both of us here today. Um, It's a big job. job. Next (laughs) couple, three weeks, we've got... um, well, we've got some great guests coming up. We've got Ray Lampy. Mm-hmm. Joe Haynes has got a new barbecue book coming out about the history and styles of barbecue in Virginia. Uh, Joe's going to be on the show. Byron Chisholm from uh, Butt Rub. And yes, I still use Butt Rub. Don't. Don't go there. Um, we've we've got Byron's going to be coming up. We've got a uh, couple of uh, doctors, not medical doctors, but agricultural doctors from my old alma mater alma mater uh osu talking about the ag department and women in ag that are especially going into the you know the food development program so we've got stacy and loretta coming up on that so we've got some good shows coming uh-huh. up and of course meathead will be here doing a fourth of july deal and so uh the next five or six weeks we're we're ruck chuck pack full yay uh-huh. nice so, yeah, it's going to be good. But uh, today we're talking with Eric G. We're talking about outdoor patios and stuff. Um, I would think that, and maybe Leanne's the best one to address this going first out of the gate here, that when people are going to spend a, a fair amount of money on an outdoor patio slash kitchen, that the grill designers would start and and I'm seeing some of it. I am seeing some of it, especially on some of the higher end grills. They're starting to put out products that fit in built-ins. Yes. And but I would actually like to see a little development uh where they're doing more of that. And I want to get Leanne's take on that. Well 
the thing is, is when you're tying yourself down, if you're staying with a specific size, I mean, I guess, Eric, you, you probably know universal sizes, but um, I would, if, if I, if it were me, I would make it probably a little bigger than it's supposed to be. So if in fact I want to get a new grill down the road, I want to have, I don't want to have to rip apart my cabinets or whatever I'm doing. Right. I'm almost in the opinion that grills should not be built in. If they are, they should be on the end so that you have, you know, you can be able to move it or change it out. That's just my thought. No, I think, I think that's a good thought. And some of the modular pieces I have seen, um, they do that. They have mm-hmm. the slot in the counter for the gas or a pellet grill. They even got bays for charcoal Kamados and stuff in there. I'd hate to be the one that had to lift the bloody Kamados in there if they're like the ones we've got now, which, you know, or three people that take that or the four people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, although I did manage to uh, lift the Kamado I have now by myself on the cart. Uh, I wasn't able to walk for a week, but I did get it on. Uh, Yeah, I would imagine. You know, one thing that really, if I were to build a kitchen right now that I would, my big question is what kind of flooring to put in? You know, when you have grills, they're obviously messy. You can do grill mats or whatever. But is there any new wave kind of flooring that's out there aside from pavers or whatever? So here's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of different options. Uh, The composite decks out there that are wrapped uh, are really great because they've got a PVC cover on them. So you can drip all the grease in the world off that meat and wipe it up with a rag wow. and it's perfectly fine. So the old tracks and those that weren't capped back in the day, you'd get a grease spot and good luck. That's there with Interesting. you. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the problems you have though, is some of the grill mats don't work well because they're rubber with some of the composite decks. So what will happen is, is they might discolor the deck because uh-huh. you've got two different opposing materials there. So that's something. Uh, the other thing you're seeing now is tile can be used as an exterior deck surface. So you can put down a porcelain tile that looks like marble or any other thing or wood or anything else. Uh-huh. And you've got a super durable finish. And you can do that whether you live in Florida or Minnesota. And you pressure wash them. And when you're done, you know, a couple times a year, get them cleaned up. Wet mop, just like a yeah. floor in a kitchen, right? You can do whatever yeah. you need. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, be- one of the, I was going to say, one of the biggest mistakes I see being made, though, out there is countertop selection. I think that's one of the biggest mm. things in an outdoor kitchen where I'm seeing some pretty drastic mistakes being made, which cost people a bunch of money. Right. Mm. How so, though? Are they Are they like the composites and stuff? Or like you said, porcelain countertops versus stainless steel? Uh, I'm kind of a stainless steel fan. When we shoot television, I've got, well, when we shoot now, I'm just using a table with a tablecloth on it. Uh, I had a stainless steel one. In fact, I even had a tile table top uh, that was a demo piece from a home show. But the thing was so heavy, it was just a backbreaker to move it into position mm-hmm. for every time we were going to film something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think stainless steel is great if you're in full shade and you're okay with it scratching up. If you're out in the sun and you've got sun on that, you mm-hmm. might as well be cooking eggs. It's like your own little griddle sitting there in the full right. sun. Summertime. Right. Mm-hmm. Way too hot. So I'm not a fan of stainless steel in full sun. You can't use a lot of the composites out there like the uh, 
quartz materials because they're not UV resistant. So if you put in this really cool marble looking quartz out there, if you're getting even UV bounce off a pool or something like that, that's going to be an almond color really quick and it's going to start to break down. So that's wow. not really rated for outside. Huh. So that's what you have to be careful with. I went with a slab porcelain because I could literally take my, I could take charcoal briquettes, put it on the countertop, light them and cook marshmallows on it and not hurt the surface. Really? D does it yeah. easily chip though? You know, like the corners and stuff? No, um, a little blooper that might make it on TV. I was placing the beam for my top cover and it fell off. And this thing was a four by 12 beam and it landed on the edge of my countertop and I didn't hurt it. Wow. The and beam or the countertop? It didn't hurt. Well, it hurt the beam more than the countertop, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> it landed on that. And I, I didn't even want to look around because I'm like, that was a $5,000 mistake right there. I looked around. I was fine. Wow. Cool. It dropped amazing. like six feet. So, I mean, it it fell. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought I'd busted that thing up, but I put steel brackets under it, but I thought I'd shipped it or done something. So uh, you have to, I mean, you're, you'd are you have to hit it with a hammer or start swinging that with a cast iron pan to, to do damage to it. Um, Eric is going to stick around for his portion of After Hours, but that's Eric G. Real quick, buddy, where can they find your TV show and your websites and stuff? You got 10 seconds. All right. Around the house online.com. It's all right there. Okay. That works. That works. And don't forget to get your pig powder people. Mm -hmm. That's important. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to make an announcement here in a few weeks about Miss Leanne coming to our part of the country. So Woo! you guys will yeah. get to meet each other in people, in people's in pe people persons. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Uh, like I said, Eric's going to stick around for after hours. Miss Leanne, thank you as always. You're a, thank you. You're great, and uh, we will be back next week with another edition of a uh, barbecue nation. I almost said around the house. I know. And, <laughs> and uh, remember our motto here: turn it, don't burn it. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.